Welcome to the Fredrickson Health Show, highlighting expert practitioners from health, fitness, injury prevention, functional medicine, and integrative medicine. If you are into upgrading and optimizing your health, this podcast is for you. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended to be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here is your host, Dr. Robert Fredrickson. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to talk all about fitness, how to balance fitness into an already busy schedule. And today, I have one of my friends who has really just kind of emerged in the fitness community. And I've been really just so just kind of, what's the right word, just excited and invigorated by all of Chase's energy. So I want to introduce Chase really quick. This is Chase Williams. She's an experienced personal trainer, a fitness professional for over 11 years. She was recognized in her hometown magazine as in top 10% of trainers in her previous company partnership. Um, she's the owner and founder of Chaseland Fitness, an online coaching program for high achieving moms, helping health in the household. Chase, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I love to go like, be able to connect with old friends. This is even a cooler way to do it. <laughs> yes, and I've been following you for, for a long time, obviously. And one of the things like, I think you posted on Facebook, you know, it was last week, we already talked about it, but it was yeah. just how do you balance fitness into a already busy life? And how do you balance it all? And how you really emphasize the mom as the kind of the health of the household, right? And how we can, you know, impact health for generations with the mom being at the forefront. And I thought that was so insightful and i was like oh, i gotta have chase on because i think we all want to talk about the latest and greatest um, supplement or fad diet or keto this whatever that and we kind of just missed the foundation you know we, what can we be doing every single day to build a healthy foundation for life and i wanted to just kind of pick your brain and see how you do it your your journey in the fitness realm and how that's kind of evolved throughout the years as you now have kids and a family that um that take your time so you know i'm just ready to talk about it so so Chase, when did you start really, you know, going after the moms and saying, hey, we, we got to, you know, I know everyone talks about niching and the riches are in the niches, right? But how did you start to say, hey, we got to focus on the moms? Was it because you're a mom or because you thought, saw, that, saw that the moms are just too overwhelmed to even start in the first place? Yeah, great question. So I actually, my biggest um, for me and where my heart comes from is I wanted to impact generations before I was even a mom. And I came from, you know, coaching cheer and gymnastics for years, um, you know, through high school, through college, um, in my early, you know, early 20s. And my biggest thing was really always wanting to have a big impact in their lives, like long term. And I thought cheer was going to be like the thing, like, I'm going to impact their life. Like, and then I started evaluating. I was like, I'm only seeing them a few hours a week. Like this isn't really working. Um, and then that that's kind of how I transitioned into actual personal training, group fitness. That's, you know, again, 11 years ago, it goes so fast. But, um, and then it shifted really specifically towards the moms, um, this like through COVID. And when COVID hit, that's really, I was doing group fitness classes. And then I took almost like a 180 and went from like, okay, high energy workout class and, you know, group fitness to like, whoa, I'm going over here and we're going to do all the things because we're missing, as you said, the, the foundation. And it really just brought it back to my heart and where I was really passionate. And it's really setting those kids up with 
the tools and resources to be able to be um, the next leaders of our country. And um, as COVID kind of opened up some eyes for me and really made me um, like my heart was open towards wanting to really support the moms and really helping them to be able to lean into their children, lean into their household. And as, as you said earlier, they are the foundation of the home, the mom. And in order to give more to the family and in order to make sure they're teaching their kids the right foundation as well, like they have to like take care of themselves. And that's something that's been really true for me as well. But definitely when it shifted, it shifted big and two years ago through COVID. <laughs> and so, so your purpose, I mean, so what did you really find that your purpose was, was calling you to be kind of a, an educator or kind of, you know, holding, you know, helping moms because was it just that moms are always the ones who take their health last? They always are, you know, going after the family first and then neglecting their health for chores in the house or something else in the house. Was that, what was the turning point for you when you found like, hey, this is my purpose is to help moms? Yeah, I for sure noticed that, again, kind of bringing it back to like what the kids needed. And as I I mean, you can tell like through what they're eating at school or like just how our processed food has changed. And I'm like, wait a minute, in order to really make sure that these kids are set up, the moms is like, they need the support first. You know what I mean? Like they need to have better, a better education, their processes on how they look at food and how they look at movement and how they prioritize their time. Like those need to be kind of shifted into like, wait, my, my alone time is important as a mom. My health is important as a mom. And as you said, like, you know, most of the time, most women, we are created to be givers and to be open and available, to, you know, emotionally to those around us. And by great, like, because of that, we end up, you know, women, moms end up putting themselves last on the list. And so in order to, again, just bringing it back to like the children and like making sure that generations to come are set up for success, it's really pouring into moms and making sure that they're able to prioritize their health, prioritize their, their, you know, movement and their body and their physical, physical body. And then also too like their mental state and the, the mental state was kind of where it started, where I was like, wait, people are not getting enough support and just workouts. Sure. And that was kind of where I started shifting. Like, I don't need to run just an amazing workout. Like people just need to one move, but then like creating the foundation to make it like a sustainable, normal thing. Like, yes. you know, and, and I know like I've, I've read a couple of things where that, where, you know, you go out to eat and people are like, why are you eating salad? Or why are you eating just chicken? You know? And like, they make right. comments. Like, like are, are, are you on a diet? Are you, are you dieting? Yes. They're like, yeah. Are you, oh, you're dieting? No, I'm just eating like normal. Like I'm eating healthy to fuel my body. And so helping them create mindset shifts and really just being able to look at food differently, movement differently, and how all of that's viewed like in the mindset. So that's kind of yeah. how it shifted. <laughs> it's so important too. And, and I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and you were really saw me hey like it's it's more than just you know working out to like fit in a, a different dress size or different pant size you know you have to have a, a purpose for why you're taking care of yourself in the first place because because if you're a mom and your health is 
now or should be, how are you going to take care of someone else of their health and how are you going to lead by example and do the right things to benefit them from generations to come. And one of the things you said is like, Hey, like I'm not going to be with my kids in college. Like they have to learn the stuff now. So when they get to this point, they, they know the decision that they're making and they can make the, the best choice at that point. Yeah. And I think too, when it comes to, especially little people, <laughs> you know, we all want to be able to give them tools and everything. Right. And we want the best for them. Like as parents, like we want to, we want them to thrive. We want them to do well. Like, right. Like that's not, of course. that's a normal thing. However, I think a lot of people think, oh, I can, where they, where they kind of minimize things or like, oh, my kids don't eat that like sugar or I, or think that they have to make these huge grand edits on like the types of foods they're eating instead of being like, no, I need to tell, help teach them and help them understand what the foods do to their body, help them understand, you know, why we don't want to consume a whole bunch of sugar or why we want to make sure we're putting protein in our body or why we make sure that there's color on our plate, like those types of things, because those, that educational aspect and the understanding about the nutrition and the food and the movement, like we, we go on walks because it's good for our heart. We go on, you know, we go outside to play because of the sun. And then just talking about the different things on why it's important, because those, that conversation is going to be able to take them further. As you said, like into college, when they're having to make their own decisions on the type of foods they're going to have in their dorm room, you know, we want to make sure that we are having that conversation on a deeper level and an educational level and not just. Oh, I'm going to tell you no, because I, you know, you know, it's not right for their body. You know what I mean? And so right. just taking, going at it in a different direction and a different, you know, again, an ed educational type conversation instead of like, you can't have. I love that. And I think it's so important because instead of like, I know with my kids, like, Hey, like we're going to eat cucumbers, we're going to eat carrots because not because they're good for you, because they're going to impact your health. They're, they're important in selenium. They're important in silica. They have these vitamins and minerals in them that are going to help nourish you versus, Hey, like sugar's bad for you, or this is terrible for you. Like, Hey, like, let's talk about why these are better options. And so, and I know that you do. So what are some of the examples that you do? And I guess in regards to that, you know, maybe people aren't as, as yeah. in the know as, as we are. So like, why would you tell someone to eat or your kids to eat uh, fruits and vegetables? Yeah. So for our kind of some of the systems we do in our house, um, one, I hear this, I hear this phrase often is my kids are picky eaters. Yes. And all kids, I mean, we are too as humans. Like, sure. I don't like to eat, you know, I don't even know, like certain things like mushrooms are not my thing. Like I will not eat a mushroom. Um, however, but I guess when it comes to like educate, like really creating a colorful palette for the children and making sure that they are eating enough, um, varieties of foods. We have a thing that we say at, at our house is one, if it's in your, on your plate, you always try it no matter what. And we tend to not, if it's a brand new something, we just put a little bit on there because it can be overwhelming mentally if it's like too much. And they're like, oh, I'm not eating any of this because there's that thing that's on there. That's not, I've never seen before. Sure. And so we always do, um, we do a little bit at a time. And so we again, the rule is, or the conversation is, Hey, if it's on your plate at dinner, breakfast, lunch, we try it. And the reason we do that is because example, I do not like cooked carrots, but I will eat raw carrots all day long. And so just trying to help them understand that just because 
it was create, you know, we cooked it this way, this one time, and you didn't really enjoy it. We might change it up and you might enjoy it. And so just creating that space for them to understand like the variety is okay. And, you know, taking a try, um, is okay as well. And as they age, like their, their taste buds are going to change. Their sure. likes are going to change. And so we just really on an early age, I have seven, three and a one-year-old. And so making sure that that's a foundation thing, like, Hey, let's try different types of foods. It won't hurt you. So that's one thing we do. Um, another thing and another conversation we do is, um, by really minimizing the processed food conversation and helping the them understand what is, I mean, we don't say processed foods cause they are pretty, pretty little and that doesn't really click sure. for them, but early conversations around processed foods and whole foods. And we use a phrase in our home is, um, if God made it, we consume it. And so they're really starting to like ask questions about like, well, did God make ranch? And I'm like, well, let's talk about, you know, is, do you think this bottle came out of the ground? And they're like, no, that doesn't grow out of the ground. And so, <laughs> you know, so conversations around that um, to really help them get a feel for the types of foods that God really did design us to eat. And um, that way they're, again, leaning into the learning and the educational piece that's more simple. So. So important. I, I love how you say that. Yeah. If, if God didn't make it, you know, it's probably not going to be the best. Let's yeah. make some better food choices. So what, you have three kids, seven, three, mm -hmm. and one. How, so how do you balance fitness with so many kids? I mean, I know it's part of your job, but <laughs> um, but you also have a bunch of different ventures you're trying to do all at the same time. So like, how would you go about a busy mom incorporating health and diet into the team? Because everybody doesn't have time. Everyone says that they don't have time. How do you find ways to make them want time or make them make the time? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Time is a huge conversation. Um, and I know for how I teach my clients, a lot of the conversation comes up. They're like, well, I don't, don't know when I'm going to work out or I don't know when I'm going to meal prep or I don't know when I'm going to be able to grocery shop or make, you know, put the recipe pack together for the week or whatever, right? Time is always, it goes so fast. Sure. But then also, um, I kind of simplify it a little bit. Um, I'll kind of explain my, that process first and then I'll go into kind of how I run it in, in my own space. But uh, process one is I'm, I always say like, take it down a notch. Like it doesn't have to be this huge extreme edit, this huge extreme change. It does, you don't have to go from not working out in 10 years, for 10 years to like working out five days a week. And so I always say, like, I always, one, I always meet the clients where they're at and then being able to eval evaluate where they are and then be able to elevate where, there are, where they are just a little bit. And so if they haven't worked out in, you know, maybe 10 years, then that's okay. Well, let's, how can we go on two walks a week? So now they're creating a space to do just the two days to where they walked maybe 15 minutes. Maybe it was 20 minutes. Um some people come into the program where they, Hey, I'm on a consistent like workout regimen. I'm like, okay, well, what kind of program have you been following their program? Like when they come in, they've been all over the place, right? Where they're like, I just did this and I did this and I did this. Okay. Well, let's get you into a structured program that you're now following. And so it's just elevating where they are currently and then adding in, you know, where we can improve just a little bit. And so when it comes to time, like you just have to really look at what your week looks like and see where you're spending the time because sure. every, like I have 24 hours in a day, 
you have 24 hours in a day. And so I, you know, we, everyone is busy, but it's like, how are you spending your busy and where are you spending a lot of that time? And like, let's evaluate where are your priorities? Like what is most important to you? And if it is wanting to live a better lifestyle and in concerns to health and fitness, then some adjustments need to be made. And we don't have to go all of it all at once. Like you can do a little bit at a time and just start to like kind of take a little bit off and then add in a little bit here. And, but really just having someone to strategize with or help, you know, talk through that is a lot of what people need is like, Hey, I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to get from feeling so busy in amount of time that I have to be able to really start prioritizing and editing the schedule in order to fit in the things that they want to do. So that's Perfect. kind of a start. And then I guess for me, man, I, I get, I am asleep by 10 PM and I'm awake at four 30 every day. That's amazing. So yeah, it's very consistent. Like people are like, what are you doing at four 30 in the morning? I'm like, I've got a lot to do before these children wake up. And your alone um, time. Yes, <laughs> it's so important. And and it's crazy because if I do have a day where, you know, maybe we went out for a date night and I sleep in the next day, if I wake up when my kids wake up, I am kind of cranky. Like I didn't get my alone time. I didn't get some space to really prep the morning and get breakfast ready. And so it just puts offness to the day, yeah. you know, and I don't get to show up in my best self. Yeah, that's so true. When I wake up with, when the kids do, it's not a good day for me, you know, because then you're not like, I didn't get myself what I need to get done. And I'm dealing with these little monsters and, you know, they're just directing the day instead of you directing the day. So, so true. So I, I don't, I, I want to play like, I guess, devil's advocate. So, you know, we know that health for us, you know, and people listening, this might be the same health and fitness is definitely a top priority for us. What if, what if people don't have health and fitness as a top priority? How do you go about educating, you know, some of the reasons why that should be more higher on their list? Mm. Very good. Um, anytime I meet with anybody, I always get to know what they want to achieve first. You know what I mean? Because some people will be like, oh, yeah, I want to, I want to, like, I don't know. I guess kind of let me back up a little bit. I think more so like understanding their why on a bigger piece, like a bigger grand scheme. Yes. Right. And, and because some people aren't really clear on what that might be. Mm. And um, example, I have, um, I have a client that I actually talked to recently and she was telling me about her, like her family history and some of the things that like her family has gone through. And then she's got kids of her own. I can't remember all, all the things that they had went through, but I, I do know it was a lot of health concerns. And as she's telling me these stories, like she, she just started crying and she was like, you know, I need to start shifting some of the, the ways I've been thinking about stuff and I, the way I've been doing it because, and she bland, like she just straight out said, I don't want to end up like them. And I also don't want my kids to end up like that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I know you asked like, what does this, but she wouldn't have got there without me constantly asking questions. Sure. You know, she, she could have probably would have just stayed on the surface level. Like, Oh yeah, I need to work out or, Oh, you know, like really surfacey, like really not digging deep into like what the true meaning is as to why she needs, she wants to, and, and, and desires to make a shift. Um, and also too, like, it's really just kind of some people you're not going to be able to change their mind. 
You right. really can't. You, I mean, that's, it's going to be, it has to be an internal deep connection with what they're wanting to shift and why. And if you can't pull that out of them, or if they're not even wanting to go there, like you, I mean, that's not on you, but right. you know, but I think it's more so just having more conversation about it, talk, like talking about it, educating, doing more free resources. Like the more we can continue to discuss it and bring awareness to it, I think it's a start for sure. It's definitely a start. And I think it's, we have to keep doing it because everyone on some level knows that we need to, we need to eat good. You know, we need to exercise, we need to move. Um, but I don't think people really know like the benefits, like, oh, we, sh- we all think exercise is only for weight loss, but it's so much more than just weight loss. It's for energy. It's for longevity. It's for cardiovascular benefits beyond weight loss alone. And so I think we kind of forget that. And I think you did talk about this before you, you had like a, a client who was at the mall or somewhere at SeaWorld and, and they were like, my kid was running. And I was like, and I couldn't keep up with it because I was out of breath. And that was kind of like their like eye-opening moment is, hey, like we need to stay healthy so we can keep up with our kids. So we can actually go to their games and we don't have to be like, hold on, hold on, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, that teared me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I definitely, I come from a, a, a me personally, I come from, my grandma was here. I'm going to share the story about my grandma. Okay. She's 75 and she was here recently at my house. Uh, we redid my whole backyard and this lady is throwing 50 pound, like mulch bags over her shoulder and carrying him from my front yard truck all the way to the backyard. Like it was nobody's business. That's awesome. And I was sitting there like, so like, not in like the actual moment, but like later that night I was reflecting. I'm like, we just did like 17,000 steps today. And my grandma is throwing stinking mulch bags over her shoulder. And so when you think like, even just in that small moment about my, you know, one of my clients stories about her running through SeaWorld with her kid and she couldn't keep up. Like, it's not about like life is now it, you know, like we have a a long life to to live but then when you really think about it it's really short like I yes. feel like we were in high school like yesterday but it's been like almost 20 years I don't I don't want to talk about it we're not going to talk about it <laughs> not gonna talk but about my it. point is is it goes like a flash of the eye and in order to like it's not just about being healthy now or doing a short-term like eight-week program or, you know, like all of these sad things because you've got a wedding or you're going to Mexico, you know, like it really is about being healthy long-term, like yes. sustainably. Cause I'll go to a birthday party and throw down on some stinking cake. Like I'm totally okay with that. But I also know how to come off of like eating, eat, whether like eating out of my norm or doing a weekend away and like, you know, and in, indulging on some wine, like. I know what to do and how to get back into it. But a lot of people think it's all or nothing. And that's really not even the case. Like you can live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle without having to be, you know, saying no to everything and you can have the balance, but it takes a lot of discipline in the beginning to start to really learn and understand and implement, but, and it can be done on on like a little, you know, like a little at a time. It doesn't have to be this whole cut it all out. No sugar, no carbs, no alcohol. Like doesn't have to, you don't have to live life like that. Like you can really spend time learning 
and implementing a little at a time and progressively to where it becomes your normal. Yes. Who I got I, real fired up there for a second. I like it. And so I want to talk about your routine, I guess, more for you. And because, yes, we, we know how to be resilient. I know I can go out with friends and ha have a cheat meal. Not really cheat meal. I, I can have what I want and mm -hmm. have a drink or two. But I know what I need to do the next day, you know, to maintain that. What do you do if you know you're going to eat more than normal? Do you balance out your meals um, prior or say, hey, the next day I ate a lot of, of carbs. Today I'm going to focus more on protein. How do you do that in your personal life, in your yeah, routine? Yeah, for sure. So, um for me, I know, I know kind of what my body needs, what it does best on. Um, the best way to look at it is at every meal, even when I go out to eat, I'm prioritizing quality protein first. I make sure that's number one. Um, then I'm going to make sure it's got some veggies. <laughs> Those are going to be key. Um, and then if I am going out to eat, it's probably to a Mexican restaurant and I'm for sure having the chips. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And then, you know, coming out of that or whatever, like really just planning one, I plan ahead. Like if I know I have an event coming up or if I know I'm going out to eat with friends, um, I really make sure that I did, you know, did eat my meals in a balanced way, like that whole day, sure. instead of being, instead of having a crazy day to where I only ate breakfast and then didn't eat at dinner. Like I still because I've heard that phrase before too, where people are like, Oh, I'm going out to eat. So I didn't eat all day. I'm like, what? <laughs> that, that I've heard that too. Yeah. Then you're starving <laughs> and you probably overeat yeah. way more than you yeah. normally would. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. So just sticking to like my normal plans and normal eating regimen, which is again, prioritizing protein, making sure I have some sort of veggies in there. Um, and I get most of my carbs from fruits for, to be honest. Um, and then at dinner, we usually do like a rice or a golden potato or something, but for the most part, most of my carbs come from, uh, fruits, but what are your, what are your favorite fruits? Uh, I'm a bananas, <laughs> bananas, peanut butter is definitely my favorite combo. And then, um, strawberries and peanut butter on rice cakes is also another favorite of mine. <laughs> Lots of peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm definitely a peanut butter fan. And, um, I usually make little parfaits or whatever with, uh, blueberries, like a berry mix awesome. um with my yogurt so i love blueberries so mm. good i know so does my one-year-old she's obsessed really <laughs> yes I'm, I'm sure that stains everything <laughs> yes she's all over the place <laughs> yes so um quick question this if you're going to a mexican food place how do you eat protein first before they, they bring out all the bowls of chips and salsa and case or whatever else yeah bring? i think what i mean by that is if i go in there i know i'm gonna consume protein and so when I, yeah. when I balance out like how I'm going to eat or what I'm going to eat, by the way, Mexican food is my absolute favorite thing to go eat. People are like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, Mexican? Like, that's totally like, you should know that. But you can't really mess it up. Seriously. I know you can't for sure. Cause I'm like the more cheese, the better. Kidding. <laughs> but I think, um, I, I pick plates that are going to have the more protein options. Like I sure. do, I usually do like some sort of like grilled something like grilled tacos um, where it's, you know, you, you can see the amounts, you know, instead I, of being not... like, Oh, it's an enchilada all mixed together. Like, that's not really my thing. I like to see how much chicken I have. I like to see, you know, sometimes I even order double meat, um, depending on how my day looks, because if I, you know, didn't have as a lot during my lunch, then maybe dinner with at a Mexican restaurant, maybe I'm like, Hey, I need double protein, please. So, um, do they look again, at you funny? Yeah. Sometimes they're like, 
okay. you know it like pause then, then you just flex like, then you yeah. just flex really like, quick yes i need protein yes <laughs> so um and another thing too is i to be honest sometimes if i go to places like uh, mexican restaurants that i'm not familiar with how they cook or don't eat there often i will probably just stick to the salad situation with the extra protein because sometimes a lot of the extra oils that um restaurants cook with create lots of inflammation sure but i am not a fan dealing with so <laughs> i just yeah. kind of eliminate it i'm like i'm just gonna have the salad with the dressing on the side and the extra protein that yeah. way i'm getting my veggies usually they put cheese and some kind of nuts in there so you're getting some fats in there as well so you know kind of just depends Perfect. I'm asking these questions because I think it's so helpful that you could you live a balanced lifestyle and you're still maintaining a, a great physique and you're a fitness professional. And I just think that some of the things you do maybe could help others not to be exactly the same. We have to find out what's right for us individually. But um, what are your typical protein goals daily? Mm. And do you have different ones varying on if you're going to like try to put on more muscle or if you're just trying to maintain a certain weight? And what do you do for your clients as well? Yeah, great question because protein intake is by far the number one thing I try to help clients focus on first. Um, well, we go whole foods focus first, meaning like less processed, mostly things that God created, right? And then the next phase of my program is where we focus on the protein. So for a good gauge is either your goal weight. So if your goal, if you're trying to lose weight or whatever, your goal weight, you would consume that in protein. Grams, right? right? Okay. Yes. Um, and so if that's, you know, again, if my goal was to be 150 pounds and maybe I need to lose 30 pounds, I don't know, but if it, my goal weight is 150, I would be consuming 150 grams. If I am for me personally, if I am in a growth season where I'm trying to build muscle, put on more muscle, um, obviously you need to be in a surplus or some, you know, more, um, protein. And so I usually go like 1.2, kind of scooch it up a little bit. And then, um, I always also like, you don't want to go under 0.7. So there's yeah. kind of have like a little window right in there. And those are good ballparks, but the best one and easiest one to remember is that like goal weight versus grams. Right. So. so for people listening, they may be like, oh my gosh, that oh my seems God. like a lot of protein. How do you do that in a day? What are some examples of some of the foods that you eat to achieve, um, Protein. You're, yes, you're, not, you're 90 grams because you only weigh 90 pounds. Yeah, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, for sure, um, one, I don't ever skip breakfast. And I think, uh, again, kind of just watching what women naturally have done because of, you know, how we've been kind of tricked. I would like to say that word tricked um, through the years, but uh, making sure you're eating throughout the day in order to consume all of it. Because um, when you really put, when you start to minimize that window, it's a much harder to get in, you know, 150 grams or 130 grams of protein. And then also to prioritizing when I said earlier, like really making sure protein is on every single meal, like it's on every single meal. And um, so for me, what we do is we do a lot of uh, pre-cooking and, and pre-prep of all of our proteins, like on the weekends. And then that way I have stuff to put into um, meals at home or create or whatever. So I always start every single day with four ounces or four eggs. <laughs> um, I've had the same, pretty much the same variety of my egg combo for about three years now. Like Jared's wow. like, you, yeah, I, that's I discipline. Can, mm -hmm. And then I also add, so I have the four eggs and then I add in, sometimes we add in like ground taco meat. 
Um, Cause again, I told you we make a lot of meats to make sure we have stuff for the family throughout the week, but add in some, you know, some bacon or some, you know, some sausage or whatever, like adding that into the egg. So I've got even more elevated amount of protein. And then um, lunch is normally a, a leftover version of dinner. Um, and so I usually do when we create a big meal, which we do those like two or three times a week. Um, we make sure we make enough for me to have two or three days after that. And so, and it's usually just me. Like, I'm like, you need to cook more food, Jared, which is my husband. I'm like, you need to cook more food for my meals. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then that would just be, cons I mean, we keep it super simple in our house, which is a protein veggie and a, you know, a starch, which could be sweet potatoes, rice or whatever. And making sure that I have those kind of laid out and then come back to dinner. We're restarting the process all over again. Um, if I am low, I usually have like a midday, um, you know, protein shake or something, but I usually try to minimize that to a couple of times a week. I don't try and make that a daily thing. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah. for fitness, um, how has your fitness journey evolved? What did you start off doing? I think it was more a high intensity boot camp style stuff for a while. And do you still do stuff like that? Or have you noticed that as you get older, maybe it's not as beneficial. Tell me about that with oh, your own journey. I love it. Yeah, my own journey. So I actually started with cardio. <laughs> I started running. Um, that was my first kind of like step into the process. The reason I really enjoyed it is because with running, I was able to see like really quick PRs. Like I went from, okay, I could barely run a mile. The very first time I tried to run a mile, I don't even, I think I stopped like 10 times the first time. This was like when I first started, like I first got my certification and um, I was like, well, I'm about to teach class, but I have some time. I went running and I seriously stopped 10 times um, and loved seeing how quick it went from running a mile to running three to running five. Um, so I saw that progression was really fun because you could get faster, you could go longer distances. Um, you know, you could also do speed work. Like there's a lot of funness in concerns to like endurance training. And so for a long time I did, um, pre kids, I did a lot of, um, running. I ran my first marathon, seven weeks pregnant wow. my first. <laughs> and so then after That's that, impressive. Like, yeah, it was really cool to, I, I ran on Sunday and found out on Friday. So it was really cool. Oh to, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool to experience that, but I. Is your baby a runner now? No, she actually really does run. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, sometimes I'll be driving the car down our street and she's running on the side and I'm like videoing her. Oh my she's gosh. <laughs> she's like, let me race you mom. And I'm like, all right, get out. And so she <laughs> runs <laughs> So yes, she definitely is my, my runner. Um, oh, that's interesting that you say that. Cause I've never put the two together. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe, maybe that's something to do with it. Yeah. So, um, so running and then it, it transitioned to a little bit more of the, you know, as you said, the boot camp style, um, philosophy and, you know, from that, I kind of transitioned for my own journey, like into a little bit more strength training. I am still a huge advocate for, making sure you have a variety of fitness. Um, and the reason for that is, is because every type of fitness has different benefits for your body. Sure. And so when I program for my clients, we, yes, we lift weights. Um, it is progressive where I'm constantly challenging to continue lifting heavier and, and get stronger. Cause so many benefits long-term like muscle, all kinds of muscle and bone, like so many benefits for strength training, but 
There's also so many benefits and concerns to like the cardiovascular and making sure you're able to move well. Um, and so when it comes to, you know, what I do is I have a variety of four, four-ish days of strength training. I usually do one to two days of conditioning. Um, and then those conditioning also usually uses like a moderate style um, of weight. And then for sure, mobility almost every workout. So do you do mobility before or after or both? Ooh, both. Both. Sure both. What yeah. is your mobility routine? Okay. How, long, how long does it take? Yeah, not very long at all. Uh, I usually start with five to seven minutes at the beginning of the workouts. And then after it's more so just kind of moving a little bit more stretchy, like where I hold stretches, sure. um, static stretching towards the end because I'm super warm. But um, and then just kind of to decompress from the actual workout. So very yeah. cool. Very cool. Love it. So for someone coming into you um, and they hate lifting weights, would you try to make them lift weights or say, Hey, like we're going to meet you where you're at, maybe tell you the benefits, but continue them doing what they like. Maybe it's running, maybe it's jump rope. I don't know. How do you yeah. approach that with some, with some people? Yeah. So, um, one always meeting them where they are, as you said. Uh, and I usually like to get to the root of why. So when they make statements of, I don't run, or I don't like running, or I hate running, or even and flip that with the strength training, same idea, strength training or lifting weights. Um, a lot of it is probably either poor form. Um, and I'm just going to say some of the things that I would assess first. So it would be either form. It would be um, misconceptions that they think are like, example, I have a lot of people that have, especially women, I don't want to get bulky. How many like, times do we hear that? Seriously? It's insane. It's insane. And I'm like, have we not learned anything yet? <laughs> like guys have been lifting weights for 10 years to try to get bulky and they just still can't. So I don't, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, it's different no. hormones. Yeah. It's for sure different. But I think, you know, they say, they think they, they put those two together where they think that the weights are going to make them be bulky. I'm like, you're a woman and you're not designed that way. Like sure. That's not how God designed you. Like there are women that can be bulky and there are ways to, you know, get certain physique visuals. Right. But, um, again, so I guess it really just comes down to like the educational piece and really helping to bust any myths or educate them in a different way as to like the benefits or to, um, you know, challenge them on some of, some of the thought processes that they, that they have, you know, I think that's definitely just shifting. Shifting. And it comes from, mm -hmm, comes from educating and challenging them. Yes. How do you go about mindset with your clients and kind of shifting their mindsets with their health journeys? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I love coaching calls because it, it opens up, um, it opens up the, one, we, we, t we talk about like what they're experiencing a lot. Like we celebrate wins often. So we all always celebrate the things that are working. And so I'm constantly like, what's working, what's working, what's working. And then from there, we, they start shifting. Like that becomes more of the normal conversation where they're, they're looking for the positive things. They're looking for the things that is doing them service. Right. And so, um, it really is just boiled down to making sure you're providing a space for them to one, to reflect and to understand what is working. And, and cause again, back to the whole busy life thing. Um, if we don't spend time going like evaluating where you are and evaluating what worked and what didn't work, or if we don't spend time reflecting, 
we're not able to like make adjustments. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and so when I, when we talk about mindset, like a lot of it is just talking about it. And so we do a lot of conversation and then also too, I'm going to share this story, which it, it just happened um, last week. Cause I do a monthly, we do a monthly goal setting um, call with all my clients and it's kind of like a working hour where they like write out stuff. So anyways, I, I, my prompt for them was, Hey, I want you to write down, you know, some things that you did well last month. I want you to like really do some reflection. You know, how did you show up in your workouts? How did you show up in your food intake? I want you to really write down some things that you noticed and we're going to come back in like three minutes. Anyway, so I put on like a little timer and the music, you know, did the whole thing and they come back in. And as they came back in, almost every single one of them was like, I didn't do, I didn't do, I didn't do. Um, I should have done, I should have done, I should have done. And then I kind of let them, you know, each person shared. And then towards the end, I said, hey guys, I just want to, um, you know, bring something up that I noticed. And as I explained, you know, that I basically, everyone just came in with like a negative mindset or they were only reflecting on the negative things, on things that they didn't do well. And I challenged them. I said, guys, like, we really, like, we really want to make sure that we're paying attention to what is working. And so they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I did that. You know, and that's what's crazy because right. I was like, and I go, also, I did not tell you, like my prompt was not for you to go find the things that you messed up on. I was like, right. my prompt was for you to like evaluate, to look at it, to like pull out some information. Like, how did you show up? You know? With the so, mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, I mean, that's a little story example of kind of how the process works, but it, it, cha it changes and is, is different with every single person. Not everyone's mindset is the same. Sure. And so anytime I hear little plugs that I can help them reframe their, how they look at food or reframe, um, like how they like verbally say it example, like, Oh, I, um, example, like carbs are bad. Well, carbs are super bad. So I'm not, not eating that. I'm like, hmm. so let's talk about what you feel, why you feel carbs are bad. And so then they start to explain their own theory on it. And I'm like, okay, well actually carbs are great source of energy. So let's, Talk about how we can look at carbs differently and making sure that we're consuming, you know, the right amount of carbs, making sure that we're consuming the, the carbs in order to give you energy. Like, because at 3 p.m., are you super exhausted? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that might be a source of needing some more carbs. Sure, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Yeah. And so, you know, just again, it's, it's about the educational piece, but then also helping them understand like where their normal thought process is coming from in order for you to step into that like little bit of shifting. Yeah, so true. I love how you do that. Reframing the mindset of say, like, we we can do this. I did this well instead of I did this bad or I should have done that. Um, I love that. So, so great. So weight loss is complicated um, for so many people. And um, I just want to talk about some of the ways that you've been successful with your training clients. Um, do you do you like to track calories? Do you like to focus on, I know you like to focus on whole foods. Um, how do you go about that from ground zero? Yeah. Ground zero. So my starter program is called commit and in the commit program, it's all about the foundation. And so it's a lot of education. It's a lot of understanding, but it's also a lot of awareness so that the client can start to really learn and understand what their current habits are in order to start making some adjustments. Um, cause again, a lot of people will jump into, you know, 
oh, I'm going to do like this quick, you know, quick eight week program and then try and lose all the weight. And I'm like, okay, no foundation. And so when it comes to weight loss, it's one, the quality of food you're eating. And so in, in that program, we really kind of just focus on the whole foods piece. Um, and then after that phase, like we move into like a little bit more of the protein phase because protein is super important when it comes to putting on more muscle and for the fat loss phase. And so if a client is not consuming enough protein, and that's what just, again, it's an educational piece. Um, a lot of people are, or a lot of women, especially people that I have worked with, they are under eating. And so then they've been under eating for a very long time. And so when they're like, well, I'm not able to consume more foods or I don't know how to consume more foods or it's, I'm really full. And I'm like, yeah, you, you've been not eating for a very long time. <laughs> right. And so, you know, and they think, oh, well, I want to lose fat. And I'm like, okay, well, how long have you been wanting to lose fat? And they're like, well, it's been a couple of years. I go, okay, so what's what you think you've been doing, which is consuming less and less amounts of calories um, is not working. And so to be honest, what I normally do is they go through the, um, again, this is a very sustainable way of doing it, but they go through the whole foods, then they go to the protein and they start tracking just protein and calories where they start to learn and see what the numbers look like. And then from there, then I will give them, you know, macro-based eating, um, style, some women come in where we're just trying to hit numbers. Like I'm trying to get them from usually around that 1200 mark is what they've been consuming and trying to work them back up to a maintenance level in sure. order for them to go through a calorie deficit program um, where their body will respond. Because right. yeah, because and so again, just getting back up to a maintenance level first. And when I tell them how much calories they're going to have to consume, they're like, oh, what? what I'm like yeah your body does a lot of work during the day like you need to give it fuel <laughs> um and especially if they're doing you know three to five workouts a week like that's a whole nother thing you know like you're putting on muscle you're you know as you're putting on muscle you need to replenish those cells that are being broken down through your workout program and so again for how I run and work through with my clients is that progression and they go through that whole commitment commit program where it's setting the foundation, like learning, implementing awareness. And then as they get up to maintenance level, then they can, you know, potentially apply for my next program, which is where we can go through caloric deficits and stuff. But I don't put people through these major calorie deficit things when they haven't been eating enough anyways, because you're not going to have any success on it. And so I really make sure that they're consuming enough calories, they're tracking, they're getting in their protein. And then, you know, once we go through that first program, then I'm able to put them through, you know, a phases of caloric deficits. So That's great. That, that sounds exactly what most people need is we don't need to go on another crash yeah. diet, another super low calorie diet, only to have everything rebound, right? And then it's be, to become metabolic inflexible later on and then think the diet didn't work. Um, but what what if someone came to you and they had, you know, a massive amount of weight to lose? Would you still start them with the foundations at first and then kind of hit them harder, I guess, with the calorie deficit maybe later? Yeah, so um, for sure. I think if they had massive amounts, um, I for sure, I know I have women that have come in 150 pounds is kind of, what they need to lose. And if that's the case, we still start with the foundations, which is the whole foods, right? And focusing on the protein. 
And then um, as we go through that, like I have a lot of success with women, especially that have, you know, some weight to lose. And as they come in early on, like as soon as they start shifting the types of foods they're consuming, they start to see shifting in their, in their body. And, um, and so, yes, no matter the amount of weight, like they still go through that foundations program, no matter if they're not even trying to lose weight. Like some people have come in, they're like, Hey, I'm ready. Like I need a lot of mindset or accountability and showing up for my workouts. Like they still go through that phase of the nutrition program, which is more so of the making sure that they're, you know, the foundation is set, you know, yes. um, because that's how you live. That's how you go and understand and, and to be able to then go into like a little bit more of the loosely tracking or even just the, you know, not tracking at all. And then being able to maintain your weight loss is because of actually learning and talking about, um, awareness, being aware of like, Oh, I didn't realize I would eat like at nine o'clock at night until you made me put it in the app. Sure. I'm like, yeah. And so those are some of the things that they start to realize, like, oh, I didn't realize I was eating like three candy bar, not candy bars, but even like bite-sized candies. Like they're like, Which I equals a whole like, candy bar when you eat three of them, right? Uh, so exactly. I'm like, why don't you just go buy the big one? So I guess kind of just some of those things they learn about how they have done, um, how they have done it or what their current habits are. And then that's where the coaching calls come in as they, they start to be able to like recognize it and understand it. And then we start to shift how we're looking at the food and how we're looking at our workouts and how we're showing up differently. So. That's perfect. Do what, uh, what fitness apps do you like to use? Like my fitness pal, any other ones? Yeah. So I, my app actually works through, um, a program called Trainerize. Oh, you have an and app that does this for you. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. And so then they can come in and, um, import all their food or whatever, they have like three different options. Like they can just add it into the app itself where they use the actual Trainerize app. Um, you can also sync it through MyFitnessPal if they were already familiar with MyFitnessPal. And then I think there's a third option um, on there as well. So they have a couple of options on how they want to track their food. So Awesome. So mm -hmm. in weight loss journeys or, fit or fitness health journeys, if you will, there's always things that have a potential to set us back, uh, life circumstances, injury, um, special occasions, vacations. How do you mitigate maybe an injury? If something, someone got hurt and they're like having all this great progress for the weight loss and they had maybe a pretty bad injury. What are the, some things that you do on maybe the nutrition side to help kind of say, Hey, like we still need to fuel your calories, but we're still going to help you kind of get to your goal. Is there any, has that ever happened to you in the past? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's the one, there's the injury piece, but then there's also that, like you also said, um, life. <laughs> and I think, uh, the life thing happens way more often than the injury. Um, just for me and who, who I work with, cause we don't do a lot of heavy lifting, Olympic lifting. We do a lot of movements that move for life. And so, um, injury doesn't really become much of the conversation, However, if I did have a client that went through an injury or maybe even had to have some type, some type of surgery or something where they had to be out for a couple of weeks, we really prioritize like maybe that's steps. Maybe that's making sure you're still getting in some type of activity, like you're getting up and moving around the house. Maybe that's, um, you know, bike rides. Maybe it's low impact. Like, you know what I mean? So there might, there is ways around that um, injury where they're like totally can't do nothing. And maybe it's a surgery where they can't do nothing then yes, the food is becomes a bigger part of the conversation and making sure that they're consuming, and again, protein. protein. <laughs> making sure they're consuming their protein. And so I usually 
if something along those lines come up, I'm like, Hey, we're just going to focus on protein intake. I don't want you to worry about anything else. And I just go make sure you're eating your protein. And they're like, okay. And so then we can kind of come back in and get into normal groove of things. And then on um, life stuff. Oh, this is exactly why I teach sustainable living is because uh, life is going to happen and we're going to get sick and we're going to be, you know, I know two weeks ago I was, I mean, we got the flu. I think it was the flu. I don't know. Who knows at this point? Who knows? (laughs) But we were our whole threw up and so I you know I lost 10 pounds within an amount of um and then I got hit with strep so oh no it was insane I was like what is happening but through those like three and a half weeks I personally and I'm just telling a personal story I was like I hadn't worked out I was barely eating and then I lost like I've lost like 10 pounds like over those series of like three weeks and I know um, one, it's part of life. I'm going to get sick. My kids are going to get sick. Like it's going to happen. Um, and then so are, you know, death in the family and having to travel, like those things are going to happen. But what you can, again, getting back to that sustainability, like, you know what to do. You have a foundation. You show up for the workouts when you're ready. You show up when, you know, making sure you're consuming the food when you're feeling better or, you know, when you're out to eat or staying at your grandma's house, like you you can minimize how, um, I say staying at your grandma's because if, if someone died, maybe you had to stay at grandma's. That's kind of where that came from. <laughs> sure, I get yeah, it. <laughs> you know. um, so just kind of making sure you're prioritizing what's important and the things that you can control. And so if it's, hey, I can move a little bit more even though I'm out of town or, hey, I can prioritize my protein um, in this space or whatever those things are, again, back to that sustainable living, like life is going to happen and it's okay. I love it. Control what you can control. Life's going to happen. Let's be resilient. Love it. So we're coming towards the end. I want to do, I've never done this before, but I want to do some rapid fire questions with you. So um, spicy. spicy. So I'm just going to make them up as I go, but um, just like, what is your ideal step uh, count for most people? Yes. I always started that 10K. Super easy, super manageable. 10,000 steps. I do have some clients that are um, a little bit more higher, like higher achieving. And theirs is about 12. 12. Okay. What is your favorite protein powder? Ooh, I'm a first form fan. First form. Um, okay. First form. Yep. A level one is my ultimate go-to. Is it chocolate or vanilla? Oh, vanilla. I'm, I'm so basic. <laughs> How Even do you... when they have the fancy ones, I'm like vanilla. <laughs> vanilla. How do you, what's your favorite way to prepare your eggs in the morning? Oh, I'm scrambled for life. That's the only way. Scramble for life. Sure. How many workouts do you do every day? Every day. <laughs> one, one or two. Uh, well, I guess it would depend on how you consider to work out, but I do a lifting, my lifting program in the morning or my normal workout time before the kids are up. And then my second piece is I do go on a walk with the kids, usually um, a mile and mile to two miles. Depends on the day and depends on the kids' moods. <laughs> Perfect. If you can only perform one workout for the rest of your life every day, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh. Oh, that one is so hard because I love so many things. I know. One workout. Okay, you're thinking I'm going to get real technical here. So like more so the type of training or like an actual workout? I guess it could, I guess it's like an hour workout. You can only you can only do this one workout. You can't do anything else and something that you like to do but also something you're going to get a lot of benefit from. Yeah, I would do conditioning workouts. Where I get strength and I get, uh, you know, the cardio piece and I move a little bit faster and I can turn on my music. 
Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite type of water? Do you like to drink just regular water, mineral water? What kind of, what's your favorite bottled water? Ooh, uh, my, yes. Okay. Bottled water would probably be probably smart water. Smart water. Um, okay. Or yeah. Or I think the, um, and then when it comes to how I like the water is for sure. I like it room temperature, room temperature, not cold. No, not really. And even it coming out of the fridge sometimes is a little too cold for me. Like out okay. of the, you know, the, where you push the filtered thing. Okay. Interesting. Do you like lemon in your water, salt, electrolytes? Do you do any of that or just regular room temp mm -hmm. water? Yeah. If I go through a phase where I'm not consuming enough water, I usually add lemon to kind of add some variety, but most of the time I'm pretty good and I'm pretty in the good habit of consuming the water. So no, not much of anything. Okay. So if you're at a very nice restaurant okay. and you get to pick between the best piece of chicken, steak, or fish, salmon, whatever, what would you pick? Oh, I would for sure steak all the way. Steak. Steak. And how do you? And it uh, has to be red, super, be super red, red like medium, bloody. Medium rare? Super, almost rare. Almost like all the way rare. Like we Is usually, depending on, hold on. So depending on if it's a steakhouse, like Paris does it really well. So if you say rare, like they'll, they do a nice job. But like if you go to somewhere that's maybe not really hard, like really, really good at creating the steak, then I always say like, hey, I need it bloody. Like I need a blue, you know, kind of deal. So <laughs> blue. Um, okay. Yeah, blue. I need a blue. And they're basically like right off the cow. That's <laughs> I need a quick like, like sear on one side, sear on the other, take it off. So I like it. Okay. So if you can only eat one protein source uh, every day for a month, what would you pick? What would you pick? Something, something you have to pick that you won't get tired of. Probably eggs. Eggs. Okay. Did, did we ask how you prepare your eggs? Did you say scrambled? Yeah, you, you said, yeah, scrambled. Okay, scrambled. Yeah. Sorry, we're going so fast here. Um, and if you had to pick between you're really tired and you needed to take a nap or needed to work out, what would you pick? Ooh, nap or a workout? Yep. Mm, probably a workout. Probably a workout. Mm -hmm. Would you sleep later, sleep more later? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'll go to bed eventually today. <laughs> What are your Let thoughts on sleep? Out. What are your thoughts on sleep? How much do you sleep personally? You said 10 to 4.30 yeah, that's pretty every much night. It. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I usually, yeah, I need the seven, between seven and eight hours. Seven. Yeah, seven, me too. Yeah. If not, then I, you start getting me kind of cranky. Is Jared on the same schedule as you? Pretty much. We put the girls down and then we're in bed, maybe do like a 30 minute show. For me, sometimes I just pass out. Okay. What is your favorite Netflix show? right now Ooh, netflix this is 2022 for everyone <laughs> listening <laughs> netflix i'm not much of a tv person but i'll just say hey i'm not even gonna go netflix i'm gonna go my favorite show and it's okay. yellowstone yellowstone's a good show what i can't yeah. wait for the new season to come out so that'll know, be good sunday. sunday's yeah. coming Ooh, new mm -hmm. show time we just watched the patient mm -hmm. on netflix or hulu mm -hmm. with steve uh carell really good Okay. I don't I'll like the I don't like the place. ending though, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Don't tell uh, me. <laughs> I won't tell you. Okay, so this has been amazing. And some of the questions I typically ask on every interview, besides these rapid fire ones that we just did, is um you really live a health health rich lifestyle. And if you could put two things, one or two things on a billboard on the busiest interstate in Houston or in Texas that everyone would read every single day, what would you want your message to say and why? 
Mm. <laughs> oh man. I think you prepped me on this and I didn't do the, my homework. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, I would probably just say life is now. Mm. I like it. Life is now because is. yeah, cause it's, it's, yeah. Take care. Of, I mean, there's so many things that you can keep putting off. It's like, why keep putting it off? Like take it on now. Like let's go now. Yeah. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yeah. Mm -mm. Love it. Okay. If you had to pick one health related device, could be supplement, could be your favorite smart water on a deserted Island. Um, what would you take with you and why? Um, well, I'm guessing they would come as a piece, but probably my Apple watch and the charger. That's probably <laughs> well, I'll not plug into a tree. Why would you bring, why would you bring that just to look at your steps and your heart rate or. Yeah, I just, I would feel more, um, like ready to go. You know what I mean? Like I would feel like, okay, I can, I can make this happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of a, like a supportive, like you got this right. Like the sure. only one thing, cause you can get all mixed up in your head, but once your Apple watch gives you those three rings, you're like, okay, I did life well today. You know what I mean? Yes. Just like that small little, um, you know, small little boost. And especially if I'm there by myself, then I better have someone cheering for me. I love it. If you had to pick one like survival health related device, okay. like, um, um, what would that be? Survival that I'm definitely taking water, a filtered water. water or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we didn't talk about this. Um, what are your favorite supplements for you? You, you mentioned um, a whey protein supplement. Do you take anything else? Um, not really. I definitely am a vitamins. Make sure I have my, you know, my fish oil, my multivitamins, um, on a daily. And then, as I said, like my favorite protein, Jake is the, the protein to take is the first form. Nice. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, pretty much it. Pretty basic multi fish oil, whey protein. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, Thank and if you, if we could go back and you could reverse roles, was there any questions that you'd rather me ask that we didn't cover today? Oh, reverse roles. Hmm. No, I think, I think we're good. Like I, for, again, you know, we kind of covered everything, like covered the lifestyle, covered the kids, covered the, the doing this, the covered, the coaching, the, the clients, the, we covered a lot. We did. I think we should do this again too, because I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of questions. Oh, so I love it. We'd love to get you back on and at another time. So for everyone listening and they don't know who you are and they want to learn more about what you do with your coaching and your fitness platforms, where can people find you? Sure. Best place to find me is on Instagram. Uh, it's at Chase Lynn with two N's, two, five, two. And, um, basically I work with millennial moms, high achieving millennial moms, and just to create a household of help. Love it. And chaselynfitness.com is your website. It is chaselynwilliams.com. Someone already took chaselyn. Dang it. Chaselynwilliams.com. <laughs> yeah. Chaselyn Williams. Awesome. Well, this has been some fun chatting with you, Chase. I really, um, really love how you balance fitness and being a mom and how you've really kind of developed this coaching program for moms too, so they can better the health of their household. So I really appreciate this and um, hope, everyone knows, hope everyone else does as much as I do. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thank, it was great, Chase. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fredrickson Health Show. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended to be used as personalized medical advice. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our email newsletter for more information.